I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story all about fries. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, how our wizard's mastery of arcane technicalities overcame a dragon's challenge. Our D&D group has been playing for years, and we love delving into the nitty-gritty of spell mechanics and rules. This story from our latest campaign is a prime example of how a deep understanding of these mechanics led to an epic moment of malicious compliance. Background, our party consisting of myself, a high-level wizard, a cleric, a fighter, and a rogue, was on a quest to retrieve an ancient artifact from the lair of a powerful and cunning ancient red dragon known as Pyrothraxis. This dragon, being both intelligent and devious, proposed a challenge. We could take the artifact if we could entertain him without resorting to direct combat or obvious trickery. If we failed or fought him, he promised a fiery demise. The setup, knowing the dragon's penchant for riddles and technicalities, I devised a plan hinging on a very specific interpretation of the spell Everd's Black Tentacles. This fourth level spell conjures a massive tentacles that can restrain and damage creatures within an area. However, the damage only occurs if a creature enters the area or starts its turn there. The key here was the term restrain, which doesn't inherently imply harm. The execution, as we entered the dragon's lair, I initiated the plan. I cast Everd's Black Tentacles to cover the area around the dragon, careful not to include the dragon in the spell's initial effect radius, thus avoiding direct aggression. The tentacles writhed menacingly but didn't harm the dragon. They formed an intricate pattern, almost like a dance around Pyrothraxis. Simultaneously, our bard began a performance using his bardic inspiration to enhance the visual spectacle while our rogue used his sleight-of-hand skills, augmented by the bard's performance, to stealthily navigate the tentacles and retrieve the artifact. The dragon's reaction? Pyrothraxis, expecting a direct assault or a simple magical trick, was both amused and intrigued by this display. He realized too late that our actions, while aggressive, did not directly harm him or violate his conditions. The tentacles dance, combined with the bard's performance, was indeed entertaining, but not in a way he anticipated. The outcome, with the artifact secured and the challenge technically met, Pyrothraxis, bound by his word, allowed us to leave. He applauded our clever use of arcane semantics, acknowledging that we had found a loophole in his challenge. As somebody that has never truly gotten into D&D stuff, but is enamored with Baldur's Gate 3. The story already had me geeking out and sparked some joy again from Baldur's Gate just because I noticed the same kind of things going on. That's obviously in D&D and in Baldur's Gate because it's based on D&D. D&D always seems like such a fun thing, but I feel like I would clam up so hard if there's like Dungeon Master who's guiding the story and all of a sudden they go, okay, you, it's your character's turn. What does your character do? Uh, 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 win? Also, hi, 
I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is Flights Disruptions Compliance. There has been a heavy snowfall in southern Germany this weekend, and all flights have been cancelled for days. It has been impossible to contact the customer service for some time. Many people have been stranded in Munich. I am one of those people. I was supposed to go to Hamburg to visit someone for the weekend. Since there is no way in or out of Munich, trains are also stopped, I was just trying to enjoy the weekend here while waiting for my flight back on Monday evening. However, my flight back was from Hamburg to Munich, then connecting to my city. This, of course, would mean that they would expect me to board in Hamburg, otherwise my ticket wouldn't be valid in Munich. I thus decide to try calling customer service to ask to board in Munich only. At the 24th call of the day, having had only one answer previously telling me they cannot do Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anything on the phone, and I have to go to the airport, which was impossible to reach except with a 200 euro Uber ride, I managed to get someone on the line and I explained my issue. So, you see, I'm happy to just cancel the Hamburg to Munich leg and keep the ticket from Munich to my city only. The agent said, okay, let's check this. Can I put you briefly on hold? I agree. I'm put on hold for another five minutes. Then the agent comes back on the line. Okay, great. Since this is a change on your flight, you would need to pay for this. Me, not sure if I heard correctly, said, sorry, did you just say I would need to pay for it? They said, yes, we cannot make a change in the flight departure airport without a fee. Me, flabbergasted, said, oh, okay then, since that's the case, I will keep my original flight instead. However, I haven't reached my destination yet, so instead, can you get me on a rebooked flight to Hamburg today so I can take the flight back from Hamburg tomorrow? Agent is silent on the line for a few seconds. I say there are no flights to Hamburg, right? The agent says, right. I say, ah, exactly, so you see the issue. Another brief silence from the agent, then I'm asked to be put on hold again. When they come back, a note has been added to my request that the ticket was issued without payment and I'm supposed to leave directly from Munich tomorrow. Please send your good vibes for the flight to actually be scheduled tomorrow. Man, it just makes no sense. They should just honor it anyways, but like I know airports in general can be so stubborn with their rules. I mean, short of saying that they have to charge you a fee for breathing or whatnot, I wouldn't be surprised if they said, oh yeah, there's some obscure law that makes it totally illegal and forbidden for you to get on your connecting flight anywhere but from directly the plane that's supposed to be connecting. This next story is, happens more than it should. 
Short and sweet, this happens enough to make this a general malicious compliance and not specific to just one occurrence. Insurance industry manager in an office open to the public. Some customers don't realize we've heard it all before and see it all the time. So when they come in with a very minor issue, usually of their own doing, they like to say their lawyer will handle it if they don't like the first explanation. Hint, lawyers don't take cases when your policy lapsed because you didn't pay the bill, you didn't get the mail, you think your claim is taking too long, etc. Point is, as soon as the lawyer gets mentioned, it's an immediate game over. Ah, okay, I'm glad you mentioned that. Have your lawyer contact us directly with their letter of representation and we'll resolve this with them. Since you've retained counsel, you don't have to try to handle this yourself any longer. We can get this resolved for you once we get that letter, but I can only discuss your issue with them now. Was there anything else I can help with today besides this, of course? Now is the moment when they can't take it back and look like a total butt. And they obviously have no lawyer, so that's never gonna happen. And every one of them makes the same, oh crap, what do I say now face. So I hustle them on out. Not one has ever admitted there's no lawyer, so off they go. Problem unresolved, and some notes in there about how you like to pull the lawyer card when you don't pay your bill. Hasn't happened yet this week, but we still have three days to go. I have faith. And to be clear, if your problem is legit, of course we will do our professional best to help you. And if you act like a decent human, we'll go out of our way to look for other ways to help you out. Potential discounts, policy recommendations, whatever. Don't pull the lawyer card. It kills whatever your issue is. I don't recall where I remember seeing very similar stuff. Maybe it was an insurance-related thing. But I have heard of companies or places where people will threaten getting legal representation and suing. And as soon as that happens, the other side goes, okay. You've now explained your intention to handle this in a legal matter. Therefore, we cannot. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. I'd have any more discussions with you outside of a legal representative. It's hilarious to see people blow it up and also be too prideful to take it back. Our next story is, must have these documents today? Okay. Back in the day, I had an employee who attempted to shake us down for a settlement after being dismissed. Part of the process was an exchange of documents. I'd identified about 2,000 pages of emails, etc., which I zipped up and stuck on our web server for their lawyers to download. They claimed that they'd not downloaded the archive, so I sent them the line from the web server log showing that they had. Then they claimed that they couldn't open it and started kicking up a fuss because we were at the deadline for delivery saying that they'd apply for sanctions, demanding a same-day courier, etc. It's all part of the process. They're looking for a nuisance value settlement, and the more nuisance they can cause, the more likely they are to get one. I'd written an internet fax service, so I figured I'd soak test it. I faxed them the 2,000 pages, split over six to 700 individual fax calls, some of which were repeats owing to reception errors. It took the best part of 24 hours, Total cost of the calls at a wholesale level was under $10. They fired my ex-employee as a client shortly afterwards. 
As long as it's A, not costing the company too much money, and B, your boss is somebody that has a sense of humor, they're probably going to enjoy this story of just out annoying somebody who's looking for a nuisance settlement. This next story is, want us to look for problems to repair? Okay, we'll look for problems and repair them. This happens when I worked at the post office years ago. I was one of about 40 mechanics and electronic technicians on the 3pm to 11.30 shift whose job it was to fix the machines used to process mail. It was a huge facility with thousands of people working there. This may not seem believable today, but first class mail had to be received, processed and shipped out within 24 hours. Letters and packages start arriving in the afternoon. Sacks of letters and packages are placed on conveyor belts. Stamped mail is cancelled. All mail is sorted on machines, placed in trays for shipment to their destination, and placed on trucks for shipment directly to the destination post office or the airport. Mail came between 3pm and 8pm and went out around 5am. Up to 2.5 million stamped letters per day during Christmas, but usually around 600,000, plus metered mail and parcels every weekday. Our job was to basically sit around, wait for something to break, and fix it ASAP so it would run to the end of the shift. The day shift could do a more permanent fix if necessary. That was our job. Wait for some machinery to break and fix it. We sat in small groups near our machines and read, gossiped, and did whatever. One day, some bigwig saw us and didn't like us sitting around doing nothing. Word came on from high, and we were told to patrol our areas and fix the broken equipment. Our chairs were taken away so we could not sit down. Now comes the malicious compliance. We did as we were told. We patrolled the building. If anyone saw something broken, we shut down the equipment and fixed it. According to safety regulations, we were required to lock out the power source with our individual padlocks and rope off the area. Hey you 50 clerks, you need to move from under this conveyor belt so we can replace it. Of course, that disables part of the 6 mile long system, so productivity is lost. Letter sorting machine with 14 clerks are shut down for minor repairs. Stamp cancelling machines? The same. Productivity slumped and hundreds of clerks were required to work overtime that night and morning to make up for equipment being shut down for repairs. I'm sure the first night it cost tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in overtime. After three days, our chairs were returned and it was business as usual. It's really no surprise to me that the bigwigs did this. I mean, in a job, in an industry, really, that is so insistent on constant, heavy volume moving for hours on end, inevitably you're going to end up paying somebody that's just kind of an insurance hire. They're just kind of there to make sure if something does go wrong, it'll be patched up quick because otherwise the costs are phenomenal. Our next story is, my man, I said small fries. Ah, so much malice, so little time. Seriously, this has got to be the 16th time I've done malicious compliance this week and the third I've decided to write about. In my daily dealings with customers going through the drive through we will encounter many people who walk up to our particular Mendy's location and either beg for food or beg to be able to order. When this does happen, I want to encourage hitchhiking. Anything to prevent us from having the bejesus scared out of us when they pop up like whack-a-mole? It doesn't help that everyone seems to be wearing earth tones. Phoenix is the next Oregon, evidently. It's usually a 50-50 proposition and 100% manager-dependent. 
I don't want to be liable for someone getting ran over. Run over? Grammarly Dunn did me wrong. This time, my manager said okay. I try to ask what he'd like, but he interrupts to have a lecture about lobbies being closed. I explainagized the best I could, then finally got to get his order. What size? Regular. Okay, so a small? Yeah. I say okay, that'll be 921. He takes offense to this. Aw, oh, freak no, don't you got a cheap burger? I said that's our junior cheeseburger. Would you like that? He said that's what I freaking said, isn't it? It took all I had not to say anything outside of the total, which was a merciful 541. I told him it would be right out. We need to make fresh fries, so it'll be a second. He said, whatever. Not thanks. Not no problem. Not, hey, would you like me to wait out of the line of traffic seeing where I'm causing a safety hazard? Just, whatever. At least it wasn't swear riddled this particular sentence. As the fries were being cooked, I thought about getting this guy out of the drive-thru quickly, so I watched the fries like a hawk. Our fryers tend to overcook the fries for most people's taste, so we pull 30 seconds early. I decided to Tai Chi the situation and fight anger with kindness. I gave him a medium instead of a small. No soon as I'm handing the bag out is he rummaging through napkins and ketchup to amazingly find something to yell about. Hey my man, yo my man, he yelled directly at me trying to get my attention he already had. Then things got interesting. He turned to his imaginary passenger in his very non-existent car and said, See, what I tell you, this jerk put in medium fries, that's why this is too expensive. He then turned back to me and said, My man, I said small fries. Now what are you gonna do? You're gonna make it right, that's what? Enter malicious compliance. I asked if I could see the receipt. Even though I knew what the problem was, I pretended to really scan this baby. I then had a sudden epiphany. Oh, I see what happened, sir. Could I see those fries? I took them back and tossed them, then got him what he ordered, a small container of fries. In my syrupy voice, I apologized sincerely and made it right. I don't know what I was thinking giving you a medium instead of what you ordered. Have a great night. I'm not sure how this guy's imaginary friend reacted, the look on his face was classic and all I hoped for. I mean, sadly, a person like this probably wasn't all there to look and scan at the receipt and understand that they were only charged for a small and got a medium. I mean, in all reality, though, most fast food places are not going to honor a walk-up drive through order like this, so they were kind of lucky they were able to get any food at all. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.